What's up, guys? Welcome back to this next episode of the Your Daily Pass podcast. Yes, thank you so much for joining us today. We are rolling with a conversation. We are sharing stories. We are breaking down stigmas. All the good stuff. And rocking it while doing it. Yeah, we're modest over here. So we know that you are going to enjoy this next episode. Sit back, relax. And enjoy. Yeah. Buckle up. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. My name is Laurie Brooke, and I am here again today to talk about how we can do relationships better. We all have relationships, and we all have relationships that we would like to improve. But as the saying goes, it can be hard to see the forest for the trees, and that is why I love using my position as a mediator and a relationship facilitator to show and help people see the other side. Courtney, Laurie is back. Laurie is back. And, I mean, it is always really nice when people actually want to return to talk to us because it kind of gives me a sense of, Obviously, like... Obviously, good yarns. Yeah. So, <laughs> no. Really enjoyed it. We really were curious after speaking with Laurie last time yes. about relationships, right? Yes. She's a mediator. She knows how all the things are done. But she's very passionate about working on the relationship before things slide. Yes, before the breakdown, which is yeah, really cool. Which I think it's so important because I kind of feel like we all just, you know, not we all, but it's an easy thing to do to get to a point that you're like, oh, can't be fixed, time to walk away. Mm. But this is why people like Laurie Brooker here. Yeah, and I think what the interesting thing about relationships is we might talk about a marriage or, you know, a partnership, but it can be taken in so many different ways. So whether this is a relationship with yourself, with your sister, with siblings, with parents, with with anybody. Yep, your spouse, your children. Exactly. Like I think that's, you know, business partner. I think that's really what's interesting about relationships because the things that you learn – in one area can really yes, show across the board really isn't yeah, it yeah it is yeah. it is so if you are a single person that's listening to this podcast and going oh well i'm not in a relationship so i don't want to listen to this i wouldn't not listen to it because it's such an information overload of what you can do with the relationships that you have in your life let alone only be better when you are ready. Like Laurie said, we all have a relationship we would like to make better right exactly that's exactly right so, so welcome back Laurie Thank you so much for having me. And it is great to be back. I love chatting with you ladies. Yeah, we did have a lot of fun. Um, last time we were just getting off mics and and you said to me, oh, you know, I could talk all day about relationships. And I was like, oh, ding, ding, ding. I love talking about relationships. And I think there's something to be said about, you know, relationships and working on a relationship. And I think there's, there's so many different sayings of, oh, if you have to put in effort, it shouldn't be. And, you know, if it's too hard, it's too hard and don't, you know, there can be that side of the coin. Um, Jake and I have a bit of a thing that we like to sort of joke and laugh about. I don't know if it's really should joke and laugh about now that I'm going to say it out loud. But what we used to say, well, what we do say to each other when we want to go on a date night or want to do something, just the two of us, um, we always say, oh, well, the weekend away will be cheaper than a divorce or the weekend, you know, the night out will be cheaper. I know, that's really dramatic. But it's true, right? You get through, and especially with us and, you know, most people with young kids. you know, There's a lot on. Yeah, you feel like, you know, Two people just tapping in and out. Chips in the night. Chips in the night, definitely, definitely. So I think it's one of those things that 
stopping and going, oh, hey, you, <laughs> you know, and remembering each other is so important. It so is. But it's also one of those things that everything that we do and all of the relationships that we have, they all take work. And it's just about how much effort are you willing to put in to make that work? Yeah. How important is that relationship to you? And it doesn't mean that it has to be hard work. It doesn't have to be labor intensive and it doesn't have to be difficult, um, but it does require effort because we're all individuals and we all feel and see things very differently. Yeah, that is so true. And it does require effort. And it also may mean that you have to go, right, well, if this is what I want to quote unquote, give up for this too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes you go, well, you know what? It might mean that I don't get to do this and this and this, but what's more important to me? Very much so. And it's also a way of being able to check in to make sure you're on the same page. Um, and whether that be a personal relationship, a business partnership, um, anything that requires ongoing, you know, decision-making, you have to make sure that you are both coming at it from the same perspective, because otherwise you've got somebody over, you know, on the left-hand side thinking that, yes, they agree with me. They know that we need to take this matter forward. They know that we need to make a decision based on this. It has to be made quickly, so I'm going to make it quickly. And then you've got the other person going, well, why wasn't I included in that decision-making process? And if you aren't on the same page as to who's responsible for making decisions, who's responsible for having the communication, how are you going to move those relationships forward in the future, um, things start to fall downhill. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. hugely, yeah. hugely. And it's, I mean, I know last time in our conversation with you, Laurie, we talked about how communication is key and we, we hear that saying so often, but I don't think it is like it feels so nothing when it's said because it's said all the time, but I don't think we realise how much communication is like fully key. And I want to talk about the relationship with Fiona and I. So we've been in business together for a very long time and we've worked side by side for what, nearly 15 years. Yeah. And so Fiona and I are two different, very different people, even though, you know, brought up in the same household and all the rest of it. Um, I'm the perfect one. (laughs) Yeah, of course she's going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. There's always one. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Not everyone can be perfect, Fiona. Not Uh, like me. (laughs) Exactly, not like you. But I think it's really interesting and it's probably, you know, after nearly 15 years of business together, we in the last, what, three years have only just come to a place where we're like, oh, I understand you now. You know, and your thought patterns and my thought patterns can be so incredibly different even though coming together you know, we've lived together, you know, not all our lives because clearly we don't live together now. But, you know, we grew up in the same household and we still have two completely different views. Yeah. So what I find really interesting is, you know, with your partner or a friend or anything like that, when you've grown up with two completely different households, imagine the difference that could be there. Yeah, Values, morals. Yeah. You know, all of that and life experiences all come into play in that regard. Yeah, And that's I think that's what makes relationships so unique and so beautiful, though, is that you can bring together two people or, you know, a multitude of people and to have this joint shared experience um, and everyone takes away from it what's important to them and what they need out of that relationship at that particular point in time. Yeah, so true. Yeah, so true. Something that's popping up in my head at the moment is uh, the saying, there was al- there's always three sides to a story. Here's hers and the truth. And I oh, always, absolutely. Yeah, and I always, you know, I was thinking the other day, I have no idea why, but it's come it popped in my head last week when I was driving and I thought, 
I really understand that now and I get it because it's like his story is whatever was coming up from him for him, her story, whatever's coming up for her and then the actual what happened. But people are triggered by things so differently that, my goodness, no wonder there is conflict in the world. Yeah. I don't know if I spoke about it last time, but there's this great social media image where you've got a number six on the floor and you've got two people standing either side and one's looking down at it going, that's a six, and the other person's going, no, it's a nine. And neither of them are wrong. It's just that different perspective from where they're standing and from what they they can see and they've taken out of it. Yeah. And I think it's the lens in which you have seen it through you know what I mean like mm. your eyes are going to see it in this way and someone else's eyes are going to see it in another way mm. I was at a conference once and they were talking about a car accident um, and they were saying just because there's bystanders there they will see it how they I don't want to say choose to see it but choose to see it yeah you know what I mean like they'll go oh and even there, there could be 10 people there and each report will be different. Like it won't just be a certain way because of the, the angle in which they were standing or, you know, maybe someone's already had a really traumatic experience or their mental health and there's so many different things that, you know, come into it and that's over one one accident or one situation. So you can imagine over a span of a lifetime of different things that come together. Yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting, really interesting. So, I mean, we know that you love to talk about relationships and about before the breakdown starts, you know, like it's something that, you know, you're very passionate about in in all areas of your work there, Laurie. So what do you feel is something that you try to get your customers or clients to do? For me, it's about... If you can recognise that there are relationships that you want to improve, the very first place you need to start is that relationship that you have with yourself. Where are you wanting to see the improvement? Because sometimes that can be a real indication of what you want to improve internally. It can be a matter of saying there's always conflict about they never do what I think that they should do or they never do what I expect them to do. And so you can already see there that there's an issue with expectations. The expectations aren't being communicated. They aren't being um, articulated in a way that the other person can recognise that there is something that you want them to achieve. You know, is it a judgment? Is it ego? Is it that I don't want to be wrong and I always need to prove that I'm right? Um, But there's always that feeling of, you know, when you have to prove that you're right, that other person is going to be feeling worthless or inferior or judged. And if you can put yourself in that place, it's not a nice place to be in. It's not a nice place to be told that you're wrong and that your perspective on things or that your thought is um, erroneous, it is you know, not right compared to the way that other people see it, that there is never any um, never any empathy for where you're coming from. And yet we're always so quick to show somebody else that we're right and that they're wrong. And we, there's no thought process to how that would make us feel. And there's no thought process as to the impact that constantly proving you are right and they are wrong will have on a relationship. And you have to stop and think that if, you know, we're going to continue to prove that we're right and they're wrong, what's the impact? Yes. Is it just ego? 
Is it a feeling that I have to be better than them? And if you have to be better than why? What is that relationship worth to you? What, where is the value in that for you? Yeah. And what's the expectation for you? Absolutely. And it's something that starts so early. Like I'm noticing with my kids, oh, my God, I'm the winner. You're the loser. Wasn't a race. Mm-hmm. Nothing's a race, but it's just a constant thing. And I'm like, how do you feel that? What do you think that that would make you feel like if you said that to them? But it's starting so early. I'm like, you're six and four. Calm down, people. They're just so yeah. competitive. And it's like, no, you are wrong. And they love it. Well, the one who's right, but- apparently, <laughs> is the one who loves yeah. it. But it just, it drives me crazy as a parent. But I'm also like, why? Why is this? It must be just, is it a human instinct to be right or to be an asshole? <laughs> Does it also come back to, you know, the fact that we always tell our kids not to lie? Don't lie. And I always use the example that, you know, you don't lie to me. If you hurt someone, you tell me. And then you find them in the playground and another kid pushes them over or hits them and they come up to you and they say, you know, little Timmy hit me today. And you go, well, you kind of brush it off and think of let's not create too much of an issue out of this. It's probably just an accident. And then they don't get that recognition and they don't get that validation. They're like, no, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. This actually happened. Yes, yes. Um, So is there another level to all of that and to say, well, yes, you might be right, but let's look, was it an accident? Yes, it may have happened, but did he mean to do it? Were you standing in a wrong place that he didn't see that you were there or, you know, exploring that further? Yes, and I think it's having that open conversation, isn't it, starting that dialogue, dialogue early. Definitely. I mean, as your younger sister, I totally understand where the other person is coming from in your situation because I've heard that quite a few times in my life. But it is very, very oh, true. I can't help and, it that you weren't right. <laughs> but it, it is. Yeah, yes. There's a girl that used to steal my stuff and sell it back to me. You know, stealing? Like, oh, you just acquired. Yeah, exactly. Whole another story for another day. But it is so true that because we can all parent so differently and – you're right. We are so dismissive with our kids when they're in our home bubble. We we try not to, but where we're out in public, it's sort of one of those things. You're like, oh, don't say anything. Just you know, be good and mm. you know, just let it go. Let it go. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it's sort of like, well, you know, one hand we're teaching it to matter, and on the other hand, we're teaching it not to. Like it. Yeah. I can they see lose how that. Yeah, I can see how that's hugely confusing for them. Yeah, and it, but it's the same from a business perspective too, from a business partnership, because you've got people who are going, well, we wanted to make that sale or we wanted to get that partnership agreement in place and I did that. So why are you telling me I'm doing something wrong now? Um, and it's that whole fact of, well, I thought we'd already agreed to that and so I went ahead and did it, but you wanted more consultation or you wanted to be included in that process or there was some type of expectation there that I didn't meet. Yes. Isn't communication like massive? I think our Mm. biggest thing is the assumption side of things. You know, like Mm. it is so easy to have a, and even to have a conversation in our heads. And I'm looking at Fiona once again, but having a conversation in (laughs) our heads. There's a funny story behind it, Laurie. Yeah. So literally one day. I was having a conversation with her and she said, we've already had this. I said, no, we haven't. And she's like, oh, I must have dreamt that. Oh, She's like, I'm glad right. you're on board with it though. And I was like, me we've too. Been, we've been kids swapping a lot. Yes. And I had been thinking about her kids. So in my head, I've had this conversation with Courtney that, all right, we're going to do this and I'll pick your kids up here and then we'll do this. And so she says to me when I see her, she goes, hey, so with my kids and I'm like, yep, got it. We're going to do this, this and this. And she's like, what? 
I said, we've already had this discussion. She's like, no, we have not. Like, so, Well, me and my head, we've got it sorted <laughs> out, so I'm glad you're on board. But you do, you just have this assumption or an expectation that this is this is what's going to happen. Yeah, and I think that's what's really interesting is, you know, we're teasing Fiona here, but it is something that it happens quite often that we do have these conversations in our own head and it is so hard to sometimes step away from those conversations and go, okay, can we be crystal clear on what you and I are talking about right now because, you know, this is what I'm seeing. What are you seeing? Yeah, very much so. I do it all the time with my husband. Yeah. It's, but it's I hard. swear I've actually had the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely probably not. You heard him say yes, dear, didn't yeah. you? So, you know, we talked about the ego and I know that that's something that the ego is a tricky one and it's a hard one to mm. work around. How do you get your clients to or what information do you want to share with this to go, okay, how do we step out from that ego place and come into it in a loving place? That takes insight. So before you can do that, you need to have to um, recognise that there's an issue first because, you know, if it was um, you two going at it and you saying, well, you're being really egotistical, the other person has to recognise, well, oh, hang on, there is an issue and I need to change that. I can't change it just because the other person's telling me that I'm being egotistical and I don't think I am. So there has to be recognition and insight there first. And then when it comes to actually taking action, it's all about understanding that when I am making a comment or when I am expressing a thought that it is just a thought and I can choose at that particular point in time to go, hang on, no, that's not coming from the right place. That's coming from a place where I want to prove that I'm being right or I'm trying to prove a point as opposed to a place of feeling, yes, this is something that I actually have to say and this is going to help the situation or conversation move forward in a positive manner as opposed to one of being, um, I suppose I call it up, one up them. At the end of the day, if you are trying to get one up on someone, you're coming from a place of ego. If you're trying to have a genuine conversation where you can see both sides of the story and move that forward, that's coming from a place of peace. Mm. Do you feel as though it's the hardest part is actually someone initiating that conversation at the very first time saying, I think we need to communicate better, here's my expectation? Do you feel as though that's where a lot of people need that support to start the ball rolling and get that recognition on both behalves? Yes and no. Um, I also don't think there's a need to actually have that conversation. Mm-hmm. I think if you can continually show up as that better communicator, as the person who wants to see an improvement in whatever relationship it is, then you will eventually start to see that mirrored back. Yeah. Yeah. But it takes a long time or it can take a long time and you've got to be consistent and you've got to be um, steadfast in your commitment to seeing a better relationship, even if it's just from your end, um, to have that mirrored back eventually. Yeah, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Sometimes when it does take that little bit of time to get it mirrored back, it can be a really long road and really disheartening. Yeah, and you, and you can be standing there going, it's not fair, I'm doing all of this work and nothing's coming back to me. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Mm. Wow. It's it's it just made me think about when I've been away for different conferences and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, you go away for a week conference or a couple of day conference and it's all mega exciting and you come back and you've learnt so much and all you want to do is blurt at every person <laughs> and you, you're like, well, can't you see? Do this and you do this and you do this. And you, you get so sort of overwhelmed and you just want to change the world, right? You're, you're wrapped wanna, up in the good. You, you're wrapped up in the good and it's really interesting, you know, when I've been to certain conferences, they've gone, right, go home. You could tell everybody exactly what you've learned and you could scream it from the rooftops and you could bang on and bang on and bang on about it, but it's not going to get you anywhere. More so than not, they're probably just going to put their back up towards you and not really want to involve themselves because they go, here we go, she's gone away and drunk the Kool-Aid and look what she's coming back to. Whereas if you go home and start to show within yourself what you've learned and mirror, you know, then that mirror can come... back at you and it is so true because the more you bang on about it the more people get you're forcing it down people's necks and you're like well you're (laughs) saying it but you're not doing it exactly yeah take action and lead by example that's it i think that's where it's really great laurie when we were having a look to you know get down some notes to have this conversation today that there is a quiz on your website and then there is a course so you can at least kind of see how you actually interact like i noticed the quiz was very good it was very like how do you do this and how do you do that so i think you come along and you kind of go right i'm having an issue with all these people but it's very refreshing to go okay what about you well, that's where it all starts, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's your relationships. You're the common denominator in all of these different relationships that you have in your life. And I think it's unrealistic to think that you can go and change every single person to um, suit how you want them to show up. Yes. Yeah. It's much easier just to change you, mm-hmm. take control over the one person you do have control over. Yes. Oh, exactly. So true. And I think then it also shines a light that, if you are being mistreated or, you know, not loving the way a relationship, a friendship or whatever is going, you can go, okay, well, for my own mental state and for myself, do do I continue this or do I try and do the best that I can? And when you're coming from a loving space and going, you know what, it was absolutely amazing friendship, but it's time to move on. You do move on with a bit more ease, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And when you're clear on what your expectations are, you can be clear on your boundaries too. And you'll know when somebody's overstepping that. And so you can easily say, it's not the time to have this conversation right now. I'm not in a good headspace um, to have the conversation like this. Let's pick it up another day or let's come back to it, you know, after we've had a bit of a break and address the issues then. Because it's all about making sure that when you have to have difficult conversations, and we always have to have them, But when you do have to, that you're feeling comfortable and that you're not going to come from a place where you're reacting, but that you're actually having a meaningful and a proactive conversation. Yes. I love that. That is really, really good. It is, isn't it? Speaking about, um, so my husband and I's relationship, I grew up thinking that, um, you know, going, you know, head to head, you know, having fights and yelling and screaming was a way of passion. And my husband is the complete opposite. And so I remember on, especially at the start, on occasions where I'm just like, right, like let's let's fight it out. You know, like I was all in and I was burnt up and all I'd want to do <laughs> is fight him. And, and because Jake's not a fighter, he'd be like, okay, 
I'm just going to let you calm down. You know, like he would do, he's very calming nature and it's one of the things I love about him. But at the start I found it really hard because I was like, where's your passion? Do you not love me? You know, where does this come from? And, and one day after I'd had a little meltdown and I'd come back and was like, so <laughs> wasn't appropriate. Um, I said to him, okay, why do you not fight me back? Like it, it burrs me. Like what is going on here? And, and he turned around and said, you don't yell at the one you love the ones you love and and I remember in the moment feeling like so small like I felt like an absolute idiot and I and I honestly I did and it was probably one of those moments that I was like holy dooly it really kicked off a whole journey for me and in loving learning about relationships but it was such an important and pivotal moment for me to go holy dooly yeah like there are other ways and our communication style can be different Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be so violent or so hurtful to each other yeah and so aggressive that's exactly right and so you know from then on in it's one of those things that I can't fight with Jake and I've tried and (laughs) and trust me I've I've, you know I've tried (laughs) I've given it a red hot go and and I can't fight with him because he just will not do that and so now after so long of being together um we do have friends that are like oh that's so weird you don't fight ha 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 and it's not that we don't get our point across it's just that when we have a discussion, it's not in a violent way. And yeah. that was really, really, really hard for me to start with. And that scared the crap out of me because that's not how I, you know, yeah. knew it. But and it is so hard. And so I, I'm so blessed to have somebody like that. But, yeah, it's. It's a real learning curve though, isn't it? It, it, it learning is. Learning everybody else's communication style. Yeah. 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 Well and truly. Well and truly. Mm. But also learning how we make those assumptions about other people because what I took out of that is that you assumed because he wasn't fighting with you that he didn't love you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And what an assumption to make there. Mm, exactly. Because you're not, you're like, and like, let's, let's like unpack that for a second. Because you're not yelling, you don't love me. Like mm. that's a pretty twisted way. Like that's seeming sh- real safe. Exactly, exactly. Like it should totally be the opposite way around. Yeah. But that was my conditioning, my conditioning, and my yeah. thought pattern. So you know, don't assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, honestly. But yeah, so that was that was something that I had to really learn and and walk through. But I'm sure you would have plenty. Plenty other stories that you've come across over the time of different people in the same boat, right? Yeah, and some people find it really difficult when people don't yell and argue back. You know, they get and that just spurs them on even more. Like, what's wrong? Like, I want to have that fight and you're not arguing with me and then I get really aggravated that you're not arguing with me and having the fight with me. Um, And so it just inflames the conflict even more and then you start saying things that you later regret because you're you're throwing everything at them to try and make them have that argument and when they don't come back you're like what's going on Um, but that's also understanding that at that particular point in time you're coming from it from such a reactionary perspective that no matter what they say it's not going to be good enough you will find fault in anything they say at that particular point in time. It's not a time to actually solve the problem. So You need true. to be level-headed. There was no way I was going to let him win, that's for sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> but no, you're right. And I think it's it's stopping in that moment and going, okay, am, am I just being reactive or am I going to be proactive from this? And what headspace am I in? Yeah, and how how is the problem going to be solved? Like at that particular point in time, what is the issue that you're trying to solve? And is there an actual solution or is it actually an issue or is it just the fact that you want to have an argument? Because, you know, a lot of the times when you're in that space, if you could stop, walk away and then come back to it, chances are you'll look at it and go, oh, there's no issue there actually. It doesn't really bother me about that. I just wanted to have an argument at that point so I was making it an issue. Yeah. Oh, 100%. wow. Isn't that a big thing to swallow that you're like, mm, I'll just, take it all back. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it can be such a build up of things. Hey, you're like, oh, yeah. I've had a bad day with kids or, you know, like you're hormonal or, you know, any of those sort of things. It's just trying to be a big enough person to admit or to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong or, you know, have that communication and get through what what's actually happening for you because that yes. person's still getting around thinking, good Lord. Yeah. One of the hardest up. pills to swallow is saying sorry, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like I it think didn't it's... even feel good to be like, I'm sorry. And you weren't even apologising. But no. it is. It, it's one of those things that I think we need to get comfortable with being able to apologise. And I yeah. think, and it's apologising to them, but also apologising to yourself too because yeah. it's so easy. You know, mm-hmm. like if anyone apologises, and like ones that, you know, go back to the schoolyard, if the kid did apologise, you'd be like, oh, it's okay, you know, like instead of saying, yes. no, you're right, like it did hurt, but thank you for your apology. I take your apology. Like we're too busy as soon as they say sorry, go, oh, it didn't matter anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Right. But apologising and meaning it because if you also look at kids in that example, they're very quick when they do something wrong to say sorry but still do it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, yes. And so it's, you know, being able to apologise to actually mean the apology and to learn from it. And we're never going to be perfect. Um, So there's always going to be, you know, times when we say something that we regret later on and you go, you know what, I'm really sorry about that. And just trying to catch yourself next time to go, hang on, before I open up my mouth, where am I? Where am I sitting? Am I just, am I emotional? Am I cranky? Am I just having a bad day? And bad days are okay. You know, exactly. just don't make any big decisions. Don't say something that you're going to regret. Mm. And I think it's one of those things that when you first start, you know, looking at yourself and going, okay, where are we going from here? You you know, that that time in between the realisation, it might be two weeks, it might be two months, but slowly and surely it does get slower. You know, like it, it closes yeah. that gap, right, until you're in that moment and you go to say something you go, Hang on a minute. Mm. Just give me five. Let me think about this and I'll come back to you. Let me think about my answer first. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I feel like that's not an issue. You can say that and it's not a problem to people. Yeah. If they realise what you're that you're wanting to go and just work through something first. Yeah, I think so. And I think sometimes I like to say, now I might say this wrong, so let me get it out first before, you know, you take it on board, but and then go from there. And I think it just gives you permission not to be perfect and not have that perfect answer. Mm, absolutely. Very much so. And I know, like, even in my own relationship with my husband, when I can feel like there's a fight brewing under the surface, to be able to step aside and go, hang on, you know, just go off and do something different, whether it be the washing or go for a walk or just remove myself 
from his presence and put myself, you know, give myself some time and some space, you can sit there and you can go, what's going on? Am I feeling a little bit flat today? Am I, you know, is there something going on for me that I just need to be more aware of and then come to the situation with completely fresh thinking? Because it's all, you know, it's all related to our thoughts. It's all what have I thought about that I'm saying now that's really important to me. Like has he said something to me and I'm hanging on to it going, yeah, I told you he was nasty. I told you, you know, he doesn't understand me or something like that. And I'm just playing that over and over on a continual loop and getting more worked up about it. Whereas I could go, oh, that was an off-the-cuff comment. He didn't really mean that and move on. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. It's learning that it's not actually about you. Yeah. A lot of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that it is that they're just saying something. It's not to be hurtful. They're just saying what they think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that is a really big realisation, I think, to, yeah. to come to when you go, um, actually, you know what? I don't actually think it actually had anything to do with me. Exactly. And I find that more in interactions, you know, when you're out and about and you see somebody and you're like, gosh, they didn't really say... They didn't really say hi in an excited way. <laughs> and you think, I'm an exciting person. They should have. Well, you know, like I said morning. <laughs> they should have said morning at the same calibre as me or something like that. And you yeah. think, well, it's not actually about me. Yeah. Maybe they're not having the best morning and they got out what they could. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. we've all been there before. Yeah. Yep. And that I think a great example of that um, is when you've got someone new in town and, you know, you go to a social gathering and then everyone's there meet mingling with their own group of friends and you've got this person standing there and they're going, no one wants to talk to me. Do people not like me? You know, why is no one coming up to say hello or to introduce themselves? And you go, well, they're just talking to their friends. If you go up and say, hello, you know, my name is such and such, I'm new, you know, and start a conversation, the reaction can be very, very different. Yes. But when it doesn't come, you feel like you're the odd one out that, you know, you're being isolated when it's not intentional. That's it. That's yeah, so true. That is so true, isn't it? Yeah. Gosh, yeah. It's a big thing to step, like, put yourself out there to yeah, start with. It's a bit though. scary, isn't it? Yeah, it it really is. But it's probably a lot better than the than the mind games that's flowing around and around and around oh, your head. That's yes. for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I guess I would love to know. How we were talking about compromise, I saw that on your website, and about boundaries. How does mm-hmm. one go about putting in those boundaries, Laurie, in a um, in a good, positive way, I suppose? Well, that's us. the number one thing there is knowing what your boundaries are. Yeah. So knowing what's important to you and how you're going to show up. And then when you know what your boundaries are, if someone starts to overstep them, you can go, hang on, I don't want to have this conversation now. I'm going to come back to it later. Or this isn't the right place to have that conversation. Or I don't want you to talk to me that way. I don't appreciate being spoken down to. I don't appreciate whatever the words were, whatever it may be. And just set it back onto them. Let's have the conversation a different time. Send me an email if it's a business relationship send me an email and we can follow the discussion up once I know what your actual points are. Um, if it's a husband and wife or a partner relationship, give me some time. Let's come back to it when we're both in a better headspace. Mm. But it all starts with knowing what are your actual boundaries. Yeah. I love that. I love how it's just like let's come back to it when we're in a better headspace. Yeah. And being crystal clear on going, okay, what do you want from me? And let me take that on board and work out where we can meet in the middle because mm. it has to be realistic as well. Absolutely. Mm, 
they're so complicated relationships, aren't they? But like you said, that's why they're so beautiful and amazing and all the other things too. Yeah, because they give us so much. Yes. Like no matter what type of relationship it is, we can always get something from it and that's what's so beautiful. Yeah. They yeah. make us feel full. Yeah. Definitely, oh definitely. And I think it's really remember that, remembering that, yeah, exactly, it's giving us connection, but it's remembering that every relationship has something to it. You know what I mean? Like there's something beautiful and there's a lesson learned within yeah. all of those. And I think when you can, especially if it's been a shaky type of relationship, when you can step back and go, okay, you know, what is my lesson learned from this and am I, you know, now time to move on? Yeah, and there's always something positive. That's my number one thing here is there's always something positive that you can take out of a relationship. Even if it's full of disaster and full of drama, you can walk away and see, um, you know, look at it and go, how strong am I that I did that and came out of it? You know, I never expected that I'd be able to, you know, handle that situation. And I may may have been in that situation and shaking to the core and really nervous and really anxious, but I had that difficult conversation and I've walked away and it's done. Yeah. And you need to be proud of yourself for that. That is true. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, um, you know, our auntie said to us once, you know, people are in your life for a season, a reason or a lifetime. And I just think it is so, so true because we all, you know, we build these relationships and because they've been at some point so strong and beautiful and all the feels at the time when it starts to change, it's people are reluctant to let it go when it's kind of like, you know what? It was a season, it was a reason, or it is a lifetime. Sometimes it's not always the lifetime. Mm. And that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it truly is okay. So anything that you want our listeners to take away to be able to make them stop and look at themselves and go, right, where do I go from here and how can I build better connection, better relationships or, or any of those sort of things? If they're wanting a better relationship, self-reflection is a huge thing. Being able to look at that, look at yourself um, critically and say, what can I do to better myself? Um, And I think you pointed out before, I do have a course on the website, which is all about that. It's about how can I improve my relationships completely? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, Absolutely. definitely. And so we will add the link into the show notes of that one too because yeah. we really want people to have a little look-see. And like Fiona said, it was a little bit more like, oh, how are yes. you doing? How are you showing up? Yes. Like, oh, dear. Yes, exactly. So exactly. it's very good food for thought. Yes. I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Laurie. Thank yes. you so much. Thank yes. Thank you for returning on us again and talking about relationships because there is this stigma around relationships that we sort of – think that they all should be perfect or think they should look one certain way and they just, they don't. And we need to know that that's okay. Very much so. We don't live in Hollywood. That's exactly right. That's exactly (laughs) right. (laughs) You're probably safe as not to too by those little things. (laughs) So we will add all the show notes in there too, Laurie, about the links and um, give everyone your details because we've still got that one from the last episode, which we had beautiful reviews about too as well. So that is always nice to hear. Lovely. Thank you so much, ladies. It's lovely chatting to you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of YDP. 
We hope you found comfort in listening to relatable stories from the heart. We drop a new episode every Tuesday and Friday. And if you want to keep up to date, make sure you check out our socials on Facebook and Insta.